In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. a very good morning to you out there in the city of Jess. My name is John Red, and the program is Building Bridges. Building Bridges is your number one radio advocacy program from Tech and Physics and it's been sponsored by Bread for the World. Today is the 10th day of February 2021 and we will be focusing on what we stopped last week. If you will recall, last week we we talked about consolidating peace initiatives in our various communities. And Joe anchored the session and he did a very good job. He had Mr. Salis Muhammad in the studio and Adamu Kaltumai from CCN. Now, today we hope to be focusing on that issue again because we couldn't finish now interestingly uh, i had another, i'm having another guest in the studio who will be making her maiden feature on this program and i think i will start with her her name is um Kunian road uh, she's a program officer urban ministry just he uh, is an ngo and they've been doing quite a, quite a lot you're welcome Aikyuku. Thank you very much. All right. Yes, um, Adamu Kaltama is also here. He's the Monitoring and Evaluation Officer, Christian Council of Nigeria. Adamu, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Um, Kabiru is here in the studio too. Um, I have Gloria also in the studio, but they won't be part of it. They will just be monitoring and we will be having a great time together. Like I've said, the program is Building Bridges. Now, over time, we've had a lot to want to talk about especially as it regards peace and we all know that we won't try if we won't do a lot we won't achieve much or we won't achieve quite a lot without um, peace and interestingly it is important for community members to own um, the peace process that we've been having or to own peace processes because when a process is owned it becomes sustained by a community. When you own a thing, you, you give it the utmost care and utmost attention. And we will be also want to we also want to get your pulses at the end of the day. How you are contributing to that peace initiative in your community. Before we got into the studio, I asked a question, and I'll be asking it on the program again. Why do we have? Um, no good areas still on the plateau if we are talking about peace. So that and many other issues will be discussed when we come back from the program. We're going to take a short break from our sponsors and when we return, we'll continue the conversation from where we left off. 
Good morning. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Welcome back from that short break. Um, the program is still building bridges. I have uh, Adamo Kalsama in the studio, and I have Achuku Nenrut in the studio. Um, let me start by saying this. You all work with um, non-governmental organizations um, whose, part of whose thematic areas are driven um, to sustain peace and to also see how we can um, consolidate on the peace we've been having. So um, let's do the scorecard now. Over time, um, what, how do you rate uh, performances of uh, non-governmental organizations as to strengthening peace on the plateau? I will start with you, Adam. Thank you. Um, it's really something that we don't need to do, blow the trumpet, but then we need to say it as it is. The non-governmental organizations on the plateau are doing incredibly well over time and even till date. I remember quite uh, clearly around 20... Uh, 13, 13, 14, yes. I was trained, I was privileged to be nominated from my community, okay. you know, to be trained by Tekan okay. uh, in those days as a peace advocate or peace vanguard, community vanguard or stuff like that. Yes. And I remember very well how it was, how effective it was. In fact, I must say that it's one of my major driving force into the uh, peace building work till date. All right. Because during that uh, phase of training, we were uh, made to understand our responsibilities, our commonality with the, uh, with different faith. We were trained. I was from Kufang, Miango Road. There were those from Dadinkoa. There were others from Bauchi Road, Angorukuba, you know, uh, and other Anguas. Yes. All those were brought together and were trained. After that, we were asked to go back to our communities to step down what we have learned. And to a very large extent, my community did well. And then I want to talk majorly on those of the uh, Bauchi Road area. Oh, all right. I was impressed with what they did to a very large extent, where these guys were selected. You know, it's primarily a Muslim community. And then they were trained, went back and looked for those that we, we, we call M. Patagari. You know, they selected those boys that were those that were used as foot soldiers to ferment troubles and stuff like that. After that training, you, you, if my history is well, you can see that there is a little bit of 
uh, initially, you can't easily pass through Bauchi Road whenever there are issues, right. skirmishes in Jos. But during that period of time, there was a very low, you know, uh, issues of uprising in that area. So, will you say that that, that was a result of the it, intervention? Yeah, because those that were directly involved were used. I mean, were trained to see the uh, on, to have an understanding of the need now to live in peace. Everybody wants business. Everybody wants to thrive. True. And when there is no peace, you can't run a business comfortably, except if you are selling weapons. All right. So. <laughs> Um, um, to take you on, on that, do you think that project or that program has been sustained or do you see other people doing or replicating the same? Yes. Well, I, I'm coming back to where I am today All right. and then present day. I see a lot of organizations, you know, engaging community leaders, True. youth in communities, women in communities and what have you. And so if at all we continue, you know, to keep this fire burning I'm very sure that our effort will not just be in vain, but that the community ownership is what we are much more interested in, in which after you have either gotten uh, a skill or you've been trained as an advocate of peace or whatever name it's called, it is expected that you own the process, you own the streets. In my own community, there's a process we did which was owning the streets, okay. in which we involve those that are deeply into alcohol and, and forms of addiction. Those guys, substance yes, substance abuse. And those guys, when we got them, we didn't just begin to talk about other things, but we talked much more about peace and anything that is connected to it. And I saw that so many of these guys became very, very responsible in the community. And so once we are able to uh, neutralize their forces, it makes it easier for our community to be peaceful. So other organizations are also in the habit of doing that. You know, all other, you know, there's uh, the platform of Plateau Peace Practitioners Network yes. is also doing that immensely. All right. I, I, I will agree with you to a large extent. I've seen communities who have taken ownership of that. But the idea or the program or the advocacy we are bringing today is that more communities should replicate same or other organizations should replicate same. Now, I took a good morning once again. Mm-hmm. Now, um, from your organization, that's Urban Ministry, I'm, I'm aware that you do some peace-building initiatives. So can you tell us a little about that? Okay, from above ministry, we do more of uh, trauma healing. Okay. And uh, you know that NGOs are a group of passionate people, volunteers, that can go to those rural areas. Some of the local government we've worked with is uh, Basal Local Government, Rion, Berkeley, and just East for now. Okay. And when we first visited those places, they were places that you don't want to be there. Seeing their conditions and how they have seen life and defined life, nothing is palatable for them. They feel life has come to an end and everything they think about is revenge from most of the affected communities or families. But with the intervention of urban ministry on the aspect of trauma healing, because some of them are seriously traumatized. And uh, they feel, I can't forgive. It has to be tit for tat. I have to pay back what was done for me. 
That was their message. But after the intervention, they have the understanding of what uh, forgiveness is all about. They have the understanding that we need each other. They have the understanding that without this peace, I cannot even live to revenge. So I have to let go. And that has been something that we are happy about okay. because they are able to pick up their pieces yeah. and then think of how they will develop their economy, think of how we will see life better tomorrow, and they have the understanding that there's hope for their living. And so the involvement of other ministry or NGOs, if I am to score, is about 80 to 90 percent. Success. Success, okay. yes. These are success we are talking about. Because of the involvement of NGOs, we can see that women, that we, are, we know our cultural background in Plato yes, yes. and how it is, but women are also involved because of some of the trainings carried about and the need for the voice of the women. A man cannot just always say, this is what a woman needs. She needs to. So, so if, I, if I get you correctly, your intervention is also women-driven. It, yes. it gives that balance. It's more of the women-driven, actually. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. <laughs> this, the, the intervention you talked about, the trauma healing, um, that, which is called psychosocial support in other climes. Yes. Uh, after then, did you come up with any peace initiative for the community or did you allow them to come up with that themselves? Well, there are suggestions we made. All right. And also... We gave them the rooms to also make suggestions themselves towards that. Like I said, that some of them are really, really in bad shapes right. when we were there. And some of the suggestions we made is they have to revisit. There's need for revisitation from our monitoring team to see that these people are doing well. And within them, there are gatekeepers in the communities, they have also leaders that will also check me to see that these people are actually doing well. And those that are training the aspect should also see that they are also doing well and monitor their ways of life. And that has really helped. All right. So um, I, I, I like that. Adam, let me ask you this. Uh, listening to this program, I mean, I've, 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 um, not only this program, but for others listening, um, you, I've, I've been in conversations or I've had conversations that um, these peace projects or these peace programs and in these initiatives we are, we are coming up with is just a fast that we have not um, achieved so much. And for a lot of people listening will think this um, peace process seems to be an an unending one. What will you uh, um, suggest or what would you advise? Because a lot of listeners, I will agree, will think, um, if, um, because we have obvious realities, we have obvious statistics dealing with us, think that um, this peace, we, 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 um, it's, not, it's a far cry from here. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Okay. Um, well, everyone is entitled True. to his opinion. But to us on this side of the divide, we feel the need for peace read large. It means that in, in working for peace, it's just like a great uh, ocean, just a drop of water in an ocean. Mm. The ocean must have its own color. And if I drop a little of, we want to turn the ocean to be red, yes. I drop a little red ink. Another person drops a little red, red ink. Another drops, we keep dropping 
till we get there. It doesn't mean that we will totally change the ocean, but we will gradually change the ocean as we continue to walk. True. You know, it's commonly said that in, in pedaling a bicycle, I mean, in riding a bicycle, you to move is to keep pedaling. Yes. Mm. We keep moving. True. We keep moving till we get there. True. We have a responsibility as a people. God created us with peace in, a, in the atmosphere. He allowed us to live in peace. We ourselves developed and then metamorphosed into something else. So therefore, we have a responsibility of doing, I mean, changing the narratives now. Where it has been that now it's on the negative, we need to bring back the positive. Building is... Is, is, is very difficult. Destructing is easy. But when you are to rebuild something, it takes you back to the foundation. True. You must sometimes uproot and then get it better. You know, on the plateau, our challenge now is, we started talking last week, our challenge is trust building. All right. If we can only learn building trust. to trust one another, work on building trust. If we're unable to work on building trust, we won't get anywhere. As far as we must live, we must preach peace, we must talk peace, we must speak peace, we must, we must live peace. If not, we won't also live. And remember, if you don't live, what then are you doing? Because you are no more here on this side. And I think we have a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility. It's not just limited to the NGO practitioners. Okay. The responsibility is to every well-meaning uh, indigenous citizen of Plateau. Anybody that stays on the Plateau has a responsibility. We need to work on peace. And in working for peace, it involves everything. It involves right. your place of work, your business, your home, the, your relationship with the teachers, your teachers as a student, and then the, 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 your relationship as a parent or, yeah, to the uh, teacher of your own child. So we have to work out modalities in order to stay together yes i i will agree with you uh, on that note because uh, we are trying to look at community ownership now um if you listen to this program it's still building bridges a program sponsored by tech and peace decks and supported by bread for the world we have been discussing on the issue of consolidating peace initiatives in our community now when we say consolidating we mean something has started there must be a spark somewhere and it needs to be encouraged you know i there are communities that um on several line of discussions kept coming up and let me mention that in for example a lot of people keep uh, making reference to the dadin area that there is a system there's a strategy used or adopted by the dadin community because we know it's a cosmopolitan community we have both christians and muslims staying there and of um over time we've not had cases of skirmishes going on there so what um, do we need to study from communities like that? Mm. And we will also want to throw this question out there to you, listener, if um, you're listening to this program. And if there, is, if there has been a peace initiative in your community, or what are you doing for peace in your community? Please do well to call us and let us know so we can actually partner on this program, on this platform, to see how we can strengthen it. Um, a lot of people... Um, credit issues of peace activities to government or non-governmental uh, organizations. But one thing I know is that government government's responsibility is to enforce to a certain degree using um, peace um, security outfits. Um, security outfits, I beg your pardon. And again, one of the gov one of government's responsibility is, is is peace building. So if you're listening to us and there's something you've been doing in your community, please do well to to to, to call us and 
ask us, I mean, and give us your contribution as to uh, what you are doing in your community for ownership. Again, uh, Akiko, let me listen to you. So on your, you, you spoke about um, trauma healing, which is social support. But on peace building, what are those things that you have started or you have been doing in your organization? All right, let me start by saying peace is a deliberate act. Okay. And we know that some of the crises or wars we are having can be personal. So you as a person must be deliberate and embrace peace before you share it out. So from urban ministry, like I said earlier, the places we visited that were affected, the first thing we look at what are the background causes of the crisis itself that's getting towards peace so if we know what causes the crisis what has been the problem on ground either in caused by individuals or groups then we attacked or look at modalities and how to come up with ways to see how these things have been come some of the problems we got or gathered from our findings were insecurity that is not properly structured. Those are some of the things that we heard from the field. So we see how we negotiate with um, security agencies to see how they will also help those communities and see how the communities themselves will help in areas to protect themselves. And then we also look at areas of preparedness, that's preparing for trouble before trouble occurs. We are not praying for trouble to happen, but it is certain, and we know that as long as we are alive, trouble yeah. will come in one way or the other. So because having that mindset, you have to prepare for it. Hunger itself is trouble. So if hunger is coming, what will you do? Definitely you save or preserve food. So if you know that someday, somehow, like I said, I said um, some of the wars or conflicts or destabilization we have is because of personal things or personal needs. So you work on yourself as a person. You know, it's not the best thing for me to be um, selfish. True. I have to love my brother. True. So we preach the message of love and we make sure that that stands. We involve people into trainings about the needs to stay together with your brother. Okay. And then other things that we also involve ourselves. Okay, can, can you hold on for a minute? I'll get back to you. I think okay, we have sir. our first caller on the program. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, John. It's Radio Mama. I don't know what I'm calling for right here. Radio Mama, glad to hear from you. I'll say kudos to them. They've done a lot, you know, honestly speaking. Yes. I mean, thumbs up to them. They've really done a lot. But you know, but there's a there's a limit to what they can do. Oh, yes. You know, so this 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 you cannot be teaching peace without justice, equity, and fair play. Now let me tell you something. Whether you want to hear this or not, until we get a cow's ranch, that is cattle ranch, we will never know peace when it comes to this head of farmer conflict. Okay. You know, I, I don't even know it, it's even an attack now. You know, so that brings this bad. But so let the government do something about this ranch. How they are going to go about it? They we work it out. Otherwise, it will continue. You know, there will be reprisals. There's no way they, 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 because there's nothing like cattle root again. Every place has been built up. People will be referring to the, the 60s. Then we didn't have population explosion. So it's not possible to say uh, the cow should not even. Uh, it's an animal. They, they, they cannot control it. 
And you know, for them, because of their level of, uh, uh, I mean, uh, their level of literacy, they, anything that is green, they, they, they want it for their cow. You know, whether it's somebody's own or not. So the best thing is to ranch it, and the livestock business will even bloom. We we'll have more milk, more healthy animals, and all that. So that's my own talk every this morning. God bless you. Let's not give up on Nigeria. All right, thank you very much, Redi Mama, for 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 that input. She she mentioned um, equity, justice, and fair play for all to for us to have and sustain this peace we we all yearn for or we all clamor for. Again, um, the interest, the the, the focus again is um, how we can consolidate how communities can come to own peace processes. Um, government is doing its part. But government, that's, a little, that's how much government can do. I'm not speaking for the government. But again, non-governmental organizations and other feedback organizations and other local organizations are doing their part. Now, to the community, how do communities or how how do we think communities will own this? Because at the end of the day, government don't government is not like a body that will come and stay in the community. We are the government at the end of the day. We own the communities. So we should have not government, but we should have systems in our communities that will accommodate and that will sustain the the the, the peaceful train or, or that will drive the train of peace in our community. Now I I, I held you while you were talking, um, Akiku. So please, can you go on with that? Uh, we, we we met with um, the village heads, the pastors, the imams of those communities because we know that people really have a high respect for those authorities. Now let, let me ask you: Do you think people still listen or people agree to what um, uh, these community leaders say? To a large extent, they do. Okay. Uh, you don't just go to church or go to mosque. You go there because there's someone you want to listen to. And you just you don't just listen to someone. You want to get something from that person and you have respect to him in most cases. So we believe that they have 50 to 60% of um, uh, how to speak to these people and listen to them. Okay. So we go through them and then we talk to them. So... You guard your words, know what and how to go about these people. As a leader, if you have Muslim and Christians, you know how to carry both religions. Allah. If you even have pagans, you know how to carry. That you are in Riyom, and the village head is Birom, as an example, and you have other people settling. Settling there does not mean that you marginalize others. No. You carry all of them along. And when they see that, you don't need to tell them that peace is important. They will know that peace is very, very crucial in everything. And they have seen that in the life of their leader. So they will just follow suit. So we follow through their uh, gatekeepers or their kings and the pastors and all that. And then we, asked, we, we actually told them that some of the messages they preach are Actually, the root causes of of um, crisis of this conflict we have of this conflict we have the problem why people are seeing less or nothing has been done about peace is after the peace is built or you have find modalities to consolidate peace, then another message or uh, head speech like we we all call it now is being preached. So you discover that because of all these. The foundation that was laid has been crumbled. All right. But if they get it well as the leaders, their followers will follow suit to the last HA. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you very much. So, Adamu, um, 
what are some of those pitch initiatives you think we can begin to to encourage communities to to adopt? Yeah, um, I think we can borrow leave from other places. Uh, last year, around December, right. uh, CCN organized a training at uh, Yola, where Christians and Muslim leaders were. All right, can you hold your thoughts? We have a caller calling in. Hello, good morning. All right, so our phone our phone lines are zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. And you can also call 90 Let's get your thoughts as to um, community uh, peace initiatives. Um, I mean, consolidating initiatives as to peace building. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please, can you... Sorry, we... I'm struggling to hear you. Can you speak louder? All right, please. Uh, I can't get Hello. you clearly. Can you do well to call me back? Can you do well to call the program back again because we can barely hear you? Okay, okay. Yes, thank you very much. Please do well to call back. Hello, good morning. Hello. All right, so our phone lines are jamming. Please, I will check the numbers again 09055666699. And you can also call 09098848844. It. Our Twitter and Facebook handles are out there at Tech and Peace Text. Send us a, a comment. I will be glad to take it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I want to congratulate you all the house. Thank you very much. But, but first of all, let's get your name and where you're calling us from. Sorry, it's a bit noisy from your background. Let me get that again. Sorry, I will have to cut you again. Please, I will. Um, I can. I'm struggling to hear you, and if I'm doing that, our audience can barely hear you. Maybe you get a station. All right, please. Um, the the caller from Miango, please. I will ask you to just get a stationary place and call us. It's 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 a bit husky from the background. So Adam. Yeah, uh, you see, I was like I was saying. After the training, Christian and Muslims were involved. Okay. After the training, we switch pulpits. The participants switch pulpits. Okay. Yes, the cleric, the Muslim cleric, went to the church, and was given a platform inside Yola. Okay. Yes, it was given a platform to also speak to the congregants. It was on a Friday. Okay. And then in the mosque, and a Christian. Um, clergy was also given the platform to also speak to congregants. After that, questions were asked. It brought a lot of synergy. Thank God I, I monitor that. Okay. Date. And I see the progress so far. They interchange visits. They talk to each other. They do programs together. It's, it's a way of building peace. Uh, a lot of people want to call that a smoke screen kind of an event. Mm, yeah, not really a smoke screen. Because the reasons are this. When Sometimes we do smoke screen. Okay, so let me hold on, on that, please. I will get back to you. Let me get this call. Hello. Please do well to make sure that you, uh, your radio sets are tuned down and, and, and be, be, before you call us. Please, I want to... Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, like I'm saying, imagine after you receive the training that you agree to build peace, to broker peace together. And then these people at will 
decide to begin to visit each other. The last day of the training was where it was a practice. So they took the mission initiative on their yes, own. Yes, yes. The communities, I mean, members, participants were grouped into communities and were splitted into, I think, about five or so. To okay, hold on, please. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, my brother. Good morning. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling us from? Uh, this is uh, Jude Sad from Etijosho. Jude Sad, good morning. Yes, my brother, you know, building of peace is not easy. And after the 2001 crisis on Plateau, things are getting out of hand because, you know, before, Christian and Muslim. All right, Jude, can you hear me? Together. Hey, hey, hello, Mr. Jude. Are you with me? Yes, I'm with you. I want to. I want to. I want to just make this clear, that um, we all are aware of the history. So one of my primary concerns, or one of the things I want to ask you, or ask your community, are you people doing anything in your community as to consolidating peace, as owning peace, uh, the peace process? Well, uh, as I myself, I witnessed what happened last week. You understand? Okay. Yes. So I'm trying to, even on my side, to make peace. To preach peace, you understand? Yes. At least so that everybody will learn how to stay with one another. Uh, true. Because, you understand, mm -hmm. in my own view, anything that has each fountain's point, in a way, we, the women or we people, supposed to stand together and build it together. Okay. So, Christian and Muslim, both of us have to join hands together and make it work because it's only us can make peace. To stay to stabilize on plateau, my brother. That's my stake. All right. One, one more thing, Jude. Um, uh, I'm aware that um, unity. I know where Unity Junction is. Do you have a community or do you have a community association? We know we have councillors, but is there any association in your area that is owning a particular or that is doing something towards peace? So, if there's none, I think uh, you should begin to advocate for that since you are one of our regular callers. Uh, what you say is a very correct something, but you know, it is very, very difficult at times to join people's heads together. True. You understand? But as you make it clear now, or you tell me, I will try to know how to do this so that it will be a thing that will make sure that peace. Please, I will hold you on. I will hold you on that as assignment, Jude, because we can't leave everything for government. It's true. What you say is true. Yes. We can't wait everything for government. True. Because we are the government. If you say that for want to wait for government, things will seriously get spoiled. True. True. And thank, thank you, you, my brother. God thank you. you. God bless you too, Jude. Thank you for calling. You. Yes. And that was Jude Sat from ULDT Junction. Yes, he has been a regular caller and, well, an ambassador of this program too. Yes, Adam. Yes, like I was saying, it's, it's, it's far from just being on a smoke screen. It's not just a stage managed stuff. Yes. But I say that I monitor. Okay. We have a WhatsApp group for these people. Okay. And they are not just, uh, they are imams as well as clergy. Okay, again, 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 let's, let, let, let me hold because I want us to bring this down. Yes, actually, that's where I'm going to. All right. What is expected is that people are adherents of religion. True. When the clergy, when my reverend invites an imam to come to church and speak, and he say, he speak to me, to my listening, that this, 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 certainly I will listen to him from his own side. And there is a little bit of understanding that I will have that, wow, so there are people like this? And by that, it would have changed my mentality about the perception I had earlier on. Okay. If a, an imam invites another reverend to his own, I mean, his own church to speak about peace, who knows? 
So I feel because people listen to authority, we have authority True. in this. And so it's important that we do that in our own uh, churches and mosques. It will go a long way. Yes. I remember the PTC visit to Masala Chinjuma. Yes. And you know what happened? Yes, when yes. You and I went there, John. Yes. And then you saw what happened. How yes. did you feel? All I right. felt great. All right, let's, let's, let's get this call. I, I, I like the conversation. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm Daniel M. Daniel. Who? M. Daniel Choji. Yes, sir. All right, from where? Vom? From Guam. Guam. All right. Okay, Daniel Choji from Guam. Please, let's get your thoughts. Okay. For me, I want to program not that you can enforce it for by fast. You have to convince the people and uh, for the government to bring some sort of enforcement. It even makes them to get what happened in the past. In, in, in the past. Because also, uh, you give it time to be super urgent. That is my observation. All right, thank you very much, Daniel. Um, Daniel was on the line of trying to convince people to own up these processes. And he made, he made mention of government at some point, although his line hasn't been so clear. We have another call. Hello, good morning. Hello? All right, we seem to be having a problem, problem with our lines. But however, we... We, we 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 on this program want to open it up that if you have a community program or a community project on peace, please do well to let us know and we'll come to see how we can strengthen it. Hello, good morning. All right. So let me um, talk about this now. Now, um, last week we I was listening by the sidelines and Joe was on the program and we considered the number of people um, not going to school uh, on the plateau. Out of school children, we do not have the exact statistics of Plateau State. But again, uh, schools have resumed and a lot of people are not back to school for one or two reasons. Now, do you think that will also alter the peace process we are having? Because um, we are all aware that if somebody is not gainfully employed, uh, the tendencies to toward the path of violence will, will be there. Okay. When you are asking that question, what came to mind is what stops them from going to school? There okay. must be a reason. Okay. And nobody will... I know some people decided, I, I don't want to go to school. But the truth is, most of them cannot afford the fees. Things okay. are really, really difficult. And an idle man is a devil workshop, as it is said. So this will really, really hamper peace process because... If you are not going to school, you it are subject to a lot should, of things. And you should be in, uh, engaged yeah. in doing something. Yes, they should be engaged in doing something, no matter how little. It will help. But if you are not doing anything, then you're already a double workshop. He will give you ideas that are not healthy to the community and to yourselves. Today, we see youths. I don't want to just use youths, but All right, people, Can I hold you on, Dada? Please. Yes, let me, hold on. Let me respond to this. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yes, the person from Yango, please. Your line has been husky, so let me concentrate and get your thoughts. Okay. Mine is just the word of advice. Your word, your name, please. My name is Six. 
Wow. Hello. All right. So this was what's going to happen. Please, um, the man from Miengo, can you send me an SMS on zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three? The person from Miengo, I really want to get your thoughts. Please send me send me an SMS on zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three, and I'll take it. Hello. Good morning. I'm Ishai Isaluka by name. Ishai Isaluka, good morning. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Where are you calling us from? Hello? Hello, Ishai. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling you right away. Now I'm in experience. I, I am a person. All right. I would say that I'm not a victim, but I've been set in light behind the Zaria Road. Okay. This for the first 2001 crisis. Hello? Ishaya, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, Ishaya. Yeah, I've been in Sabonai behind the new stadium. I don't know whether you know where yeah, that Yes, is. yes, please, let's get your thoughts quickly. I am I am angered by Christ. But just on recent, I said it is done. For now, I can enter that Sabon Light, but I left Sabon Light 2008. Okay. But I don't ever been in any youth something that will able to make us unite. Because we switch our house from that Sabon Light to Rock Heaven. All right. But there is not any, for me to set, I don't know whether there is any, more especially because of the program that you are hosting. That is the reason that I call. All right. Thank you. Uh, I will, I will, I hello, Ishaya. Yes, sir. Yes. The, you, know, you know, the question is that what have you been doing or what are you doing to consolidate on peace in your community? I thank you for mentioning that community to us. And thank you for telling us that you've not been accessed, uh, you've not been able to access the community. And I'm sure you have friends and people who are out there. So if there's any need for intervention in that community, please do well to call us on this program and let us know. So no problem. Thank you very much, Shaya. Well, ladies and gentlemen, well, let's just begin to round up our thoughts. Now, the advice is, uh, what are these things? What are these things should? Because we are here to to let the audience know. We are here to actually encourage the audience to do things in their communities for peace. So what are these practical things do you think we should be able to start doing? Yeah, we need to take responsibility of whatever happens on our streets, on our, in our communities. We don't need to just keep mute. But when you own the process in your community, making sure that the, everybody that either ferment trouble or that is peaceful, you should know. You should have contacts, exchange numbers, try to have a signal points. Whenever there are issues, you receive a signal, you begin to address issues. But what I'm saying is that in every, every community, yes. you should know the youth in the community. Engage with the youth. Knowledge. Ensure that the youth in your community, you have, even if there's no leadership, make sure you have someone, a rallying point among the youth, so that you'll be able to use that particular person in the terms where situations are, 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 are bad. All right. Akiko? Okay. What are in, those practical in, things? In consolidating peace, we have the negative and the positive peace. The negative peace talks about the, the immediate curtailing of uh, war, 
which has to be with, in most cases, he's talking about how to stop it from happening. Yes, so I think we should summarize that because I want okay. us to get the practical things we should begin to do now. We have less than a minute. Okay, let's build positive thoughts. Let's get into the root, involve the internal and the external factors. I mean, people engage. And let's make, come up with policies that are very clear to understand. Because if you understand what you are to do, you will do it well. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Akiko from Urban Ministries in just And thank you again, um, Adamu Kotamai from uh, Christian Council of Nigeria. Now, one of the things I want to encourage um, is that we should begin to do, encourage you to do practical things, creative things to achieve peace. I was in Genta some um, last year, and there's a group, a group called Genta Reads, and it's doing, and they are doing a lot. I'm not supposed to give them this high, but hey, if you are a member of Genta Reads, I'm giving you that shout out. There are a lot of streets uh, activities that are going on, and we need to partner. So, and if you are listening to this program and you want us to be part of what you are doing, please reach out to us, and we will sure be part of what you are doing. On behalf of the entire team at Tekam Peace Dex, I am saying have a very blessed day. Thank you very much, Adamu, for coming. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, Akiku, for coming. It's a privilege. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World.